1: Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you're tuning in from. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Today is one of those special shows. I actually haven't done one of these in a while. It's just me and you. No guest. I have a topic I'll ramble on about for the hour, but this is your opportunity to interact with me through the live streams, Uh, whether on YouTube at youtube.com slash talking alternative or on Facebook at facebook.com slash talk radio NYC or on my private channel, Uh, I'll be keeping my eye out. So if you see me looking this way or that way, it's because I'm looking at uh, the different platforms, seeing if you have any questions, if you have any comments. Um, just me and you, and we're going to be talking about a very, very important and spiritual topic today. And that is about money. Yes, money is a very spiritual topic, and I'll explain why in a moment. But first, of course, we have, as always, our section from my book, Everyday Awakening. And you know, we're getting pretty far through the book. Um, You have to let me know how you'd like me to open up the show after I finish getting through all my sections of the book, um, because we're going to run out before the end of the year. All right. So, Today's section of Everyday Awakening is entitled, Freedom Lies Not in the External World, But in Our Internal Limitlessness. Being free with ourselves feels good. It may not be natural in our society, yet it is still an inherent desire. As to be free with ourselves is to be free from fear, free from concerns, free from worry about what others will think. Being free is not about living in a free country or an open society, but about being free from our own internal bonds. It's about being free from our preconceptions and our biases. And free from our assumptions and our nightmares. There are levels and degrees of freedom. To have an absolutely free spirit is to allow our heart and soul to shine. Regardless of what anyone else thinks. Regardless of what anyone else does. Regardless of what anyone else says. To be free, to this degree, at the highest level, means to be so free on the inside that what is going on outside of us is of little consequence. It means we have a free mind, heart, body, and soul. It does not have to mean that we are free to do what we want. Yet it does mean that we are free to think and feel what we want. We are free to choose the meaning we make in any given circumstance. We are free to feel what we choose to feel about ourselves and the world. No one can take that freedom away from us. No one can take the desire for freedom away from us. No one can take our free will away from us. External choices may be limited, yet internal choices are always limitless. In that limitlessness lies our freedom. Where can you exercise more internal freedom regardless of your external circumstances? So, this little section, this is probably one of the most recent sections of the book. Because this one was written probably right around the beginning of the pandemic. And, and it was one that I probably rushed to include. Um, and it kind of came from a few different things coming together, bubbling up. That kind of coalesced into this idea of internal freedom. So the first of which, with the pandemic, we were all so limited in 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 what we could do and where we could go, and 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 everyone was talking about, oh, you're impinging on my freedom. What about my freedom? And it's kind of like. Everyone's so concerned about their freedom that they forgot that there's also responsibility. And they also forgot that regardless of our freedom of movement, of our freedom to do things externally, that there is always an internal freedom that we have so that was the first piece of this and the other piece of this came from a few different stories but i think nelson mandela's was the one that sort of epitomizes it the most where you know the story of how he'd been incarcerated for decades yet he was still free inside his heart and he still chose how he was going to act when he came out of that prison cell and he could have come out of that prison cell with hate with vengeance with with cruelty in his heart towards his captors but instead he came out with something completely different with forgiveness, with the desire to heal the relationships, with the desire to change the world around him. And he knew he couldn't do that if he allowed his internal freedom to be limited by how people treated him externally. And just these two kinds of concepts came together in a very powerful way for me. when it really just sank in inside that no matter what kinds of restrictions are put on us, no matter what kind of society we live in, it may limit our external choices, but it does not limit our internal reality. It cannot limit how we choose and decide to show up to feel and the meaning we make from our given situation. And there is so much power in that realization. And I just hope that you can get a little bit of a taste, a little bit of a feel for what I'm talking about. Because when we find ourselves in a situation, and that situation could limit our freedom in all kinds of different ways. Maybe it's because we're a parent. Maybe it's because of the job we have. Maybe it's because we have very low paying jobs, so we have two or three or four you know part-time jobs or or gigs or we're doing all these different stuff just to survive and that can feel like we have very little external freedom but regardless of the external freedom or lack thereof we still have a choice we always always have a choice of what does this mean for us Uh, what's the perspective we decide to choose to look at this with the pandemic like highlighted this so acutely where we could have chosen to say you know what the, 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 this is wrong. how can they do this? Why do I have to stay home? Why can't I go work? Why can't I see people? Or we could have chosen to say, you know what, this is a great opportunity for me to connect with myself again, to drop all of that external needs to focus on what's really important that it was such an opportunity to remember what it means to be with ourselves now look i'm not talking about the rightness or wrongness of policies i'm saying this transcends all of that and we don't have to agree we can say we can totally disagree we can be in dissent but that dissent does not have to affect our internal world to the point where we become bitter and angry. I mean, anger can be good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we should never be angry. Anger is a very good indication of when our boundaries are crossed and our standards are broken, okay? So, I'm not saying, like, we should never be angry. What I am saying is that if we're mindful about it and we're paying attention that we don't have to become angry just because our external situation might not be what we feel is optimal for us. You know, it, it's kind of funny when you think about it, that there are monks, Buddhist monks out there, who voluntarily give up everything, all their worldly possessions, all their freedoms to follow this code of conduct and to follow um, what they believe to be right. And in a way, they have so much more freedom than those of us who are engaged in society and, you know kind of feeling like they have to go to work and uh, have to please people and all this other stuff they can be so much more free even though externally those material things they're they they do not possess they don't have they don't have the comfort that i have sitting in my apartment on the upper west side of manhattan look what i'm trying to say is that real freedom and and I, and i really hope you all can hear this true freedom comes not because we're in a free society not because our movements are not restricted it is nothing to do with the external world this is something victor frankl discovered in the concentration camps of germany during world war ii true freedom is an internal feeling true freedom is the freedom to choose how we feel how we respond whether we smile at someone or not victor frankel said in some ways he discovered how to be more free than even the guards who who were working at the concentration camps and and if you can feel freedom in the most horrendous human situation being in a concentration camp seeing people die every single day being starved to death worked to death shot killed gassed in the chambers if you can find the internal freedom to choose how you respond in that situation and not let the external situation dictate who you are, what you are, what you believe in, how you decide to show up, then you are truly, truly free. I hope some piece of this lands for all those listening. Whether you're listening live or, or, or to the recordings, I hope I can reach you And I hope you can understand, because if you really, really get this, and you can internalize it, and you can integrate it into your life, you will be the freest person you know. And I'm not saying I'm completely there yet. Trust me, I'm a human being. This is a process. This is a path. This is one I've been walking for a long time, and I'm still learning. I'm still allowing myself to find that internal freedom every single day. So this is not something you just get done. It's not something, oh, I got it, and that's it. No. It it takes, it takes some internal work. So that's the you know i spent a lot of time on this that's a little section from my book everyday awakening that little section is entitled freedom lies not in the external world but in our internal limitlessness for we are truly limitless beings all right, and and of course, if you're new to the show and you haven't heard me say it before, you can just go to www.everydayawakeningbook.com, and that'll just take you to the Amazon listing. But if you're like me and you uh, like to support small independent bookstores, just go and ask them, hey, can you order Everyday Awakening for me by Sam Leibowitz? Um, we're in a major distributor, so so you can, any any bookstore can order it and, and get it for you. And I do see, as always, my gold star loyal listener, Patty, uh, always tuning in now from Monroe, Washington. Patty, every single week, I swear you're in a different town, a different city. Thank you so much for starting uh, your day and and for sharing um, my show. I, I always appreciate you and all my loyal listeners, even if you don't comment, though, it would be nice if you did comment once in a while. So I know you're out there. But let me know. Um, Again, this is just me and you for this hour. So let me know your questions. Let me know your comments. Um, And also, uh, after we come back from this break, we'll get into our topic for today, which is how to change our relationship with money and my i guess subtitle for this would be and why that is a spiritual practice all right everybody please stay tuned you are listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity i am so happy you're all here with me and we'll be right back in just a moment That's the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon, on talkradio.nyc. What really drives
3: success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asnell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and intangify your business today.
0: You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
1: Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Um, Got all my screen set up here so I can see if anyone posts any comments. So please, please, if you want to join in the conversation, if you have your own questions about what we're talking about today, post a comment and we will respond. I will respond. If you do it right now when I'm live, I'll even answer your question during the show. Okay, so. How to change our relationship with money, and why is it so important? So this is something that came up recently in a conversation with my wife. And it's something that I've, I've spoken about in the past, but I, I wanted to touch upon it in a, in a slightly different way this time. Because money gets a really bad rap. You know, in the spiritual communities sometimes it's like, oh, you don't want to talk about money. Money is like that icky, dirty stuff. Oh, that's so 3D. But I've always said money is just a tool. Money is like a hammer, right? You can use a hammer to build a house or you can use it to kill someone. It's a tool. It's not inherently good or evil. It's a tool. And not only is it a tool, but it's an amplifier. And this is why it's important to talk about money and to really look at our relationship with money. Because money is an amplifier. There's an old expression, and I believe in it so wholeheartedly, that when you become rich, when you have more money, it only makes you more of who you already are. So if you're a generous person, you're more generous. If you're a stingy person, you become more stingy. If you're a paranoid person, you get more paranoid. People take in your money. If you're a selfish person, you become more selfish. And I've heard so many stories over the years about well-known millionaires and billionaires who would be waiting online at the checkout register and... You know they, they they have a coupon, but it expired, and they won't pay full price because they have a coupon, even though it expired, and they'll haggle with the cat checkout person until uh, they they give them the, the the discount from the coupon or something. And, and even though they can afford to buy the entire store, because how much money we have in the bank does not determine how generous we are it's our relationship to money and i'm going to use the word money and not abundance because abundance means many things but i am very very specifically talking about money and money's been a challenge for me most of my life it really has been i mean i'm doing better than i've ever done before now but still i've made really bad decisions over the years and i've done shows before where i talk about sort of how we develop our relationship over money and and if you have not heard this episode there's an episode called synthesis prime where i talk about our primary relationships with our mother and father and how those impact our attitudes around major things in our life and and if you have not listened to that go, go to your favorite podcasting platform uh search for the conscious consultant hour search for synthesis prime and listen to that episode it's a very good episode but our relationship to money you see it's not really about money and and that's the thing i want people to understand because it can be very easy to just say oh it's just money oh it's only money no that money is a symbol that money is our energy that money is an indication of how we truly value ourselves Because money is the means of how we value things in society. If we look at our relationship with money and how we are with money, what it really shows us is our relationship to our own value. Now, let that sink in for a moment our relationship to our own value. Now, for so long, I did not value myself. And I made a lot of really bad decisions around money in my life. As a matter of fact, before I'm doing what I'm doing now, I got involved in real estate. And not only did I lose a lot of my own money, I lost a lot of other people's money and I lost a lot of my family's money. More than I've ever made in my lifetime. And if I look back over the years, I've given away money to people who didn't appreciate it. I've allowed myself to be taken advantage of by other people who did who were not kind did not have my best interests at heart did not value my generosity i've made choices about working with people and paying people who i could have made better choices at the time so why didn't i what was it That kept me from saving money instead of losing money. From making money instead of losing money. From growing my money instead of decreasing my money. And I want you to think about it yourself. Think about your own life. Think about your own decisions around money, around investments, around money and friends, money and family, money and work, money and business. Think about your own choices and your own decisions. And ask yourself. What do my choices and decisions around money say about me? You know what? I'm going to let you think about that a little bit. Because we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what my decisions around money said about me. And what am I doing to change that? And why it is so important to be mindful about our relationship with money. And remember, it is a relationship. it's It's not just the way things are. It's a relationship. So I want you to think about that. Think about what your choices and decisions around money say about you. And let me know if you're listening to it live and you're on YouTube list watching or you're on Facebook or or LinkedIn or any of the platforms or Twitter, any of the platforms we stream to, put in there. Tell me, what are some of the decisions you made, major decisions, good or bad? Look, I'm I'm not saying like everything needs to be bad. Good decisions, too, also show something about your relationship with money. So let us know. Share yourself. Be a little bit vulnerable. You can be anonymous if you want. Be a little bit vulnerable. I'm going to check all the platforms, and then we'll talk about what that really means when we come back. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on Thursdays on talkradio.nyc and all across our social media channels. And if you're listening on KMET, you know... We're we're streamed at 10 a.m. on Wednesdays, local time on KMET out of Palm Springs, California. I think it's 1490 a.m. And we will be right back after this.
4: Are you passionate about the conversation around racism?
1: come back all right so checking the platforms didn't see too much happening um looks like we're still having some trouble streaming to linkedin we will get that fixed so we're talking about our relationship with money and why it's so important so i talked about last segment about what is our relationship with money what are our choices our decisions around money what do they indicate so here's the thing money is like a piece of ourselves we we work with money we work to earn money our energy goes into making money And when we give it away too easily, when we don't honor money, and I'm not saying that we should put it as the pinnacle of everything and it should be the most important thing in our life. merely a reflection it's a reflection of how we feel about ourselves now i want you to look at the choices you've made around money now to give you an example and this started off when i was pretty young When I was still in college and after college, I was really in a place where I had almost no self-worth or self-value. And I was helping and supporting some friends, and literally all my money for years was going to supporting them. And I allowed it. It was a very conscious choice. Well, I don't know how conscious, but it was a very deliberate choice. And I did not honor and value myself. I did not keep any of it for myself. I literally even took on a a second part-time job to be able to make more money. And there was never enough money. There was always something going wrong. I mean, my friend was schizophrenic. Um, but, but him and his girlfriend, you know, I was supporting them. I was the sole supporter for many, many years. And all I did was keep giving it away, giving it away, giving it away. Until it got to be too much. Until I could feel my own sanity slipping away in this situation and i said no i can't do this anymore and it was a very hard choice for me to say because there was a lot of guilt about leaving there was a lot of guilt about what would happen how would they end up like would they just end up on the street and um it was hard for me to actually put myself first to say i need to take care of myself because in growing up and seeing the way other people were and seeing the way my mom was and my dad was it was like my mom was constantly you have to look out for yourself you have to look out for yourself you know you can't rely on anybody else you can't rely on anyone else and it so graded me the wrong way it was like I I, I had to prove her wrong and instead I proved her right in some ways but not really and it was so challenging and difficult for me because I felt so strongly And I still didn't value myself. And that giving away and giving away and giving away of my money was a giving away of myself. I was literally saying to myself, to others, to the universe, I am not valuable. I am not worthy of this symbol, this this energy even after I left I made money and I started to do better but still I made bad choices I had a friend working with me who who you know pretty much was like you know hey Sam I need help I'm, I'm helping you with your business I'm, we're not making any money I need some help and I had money at the time so I was like okay here I'll, I'll lend you some money I ever see that money back? No. And this person, he kind of took it like I owed him. And that was money gone. Then I got into real estate. Oh my God. If anything shows you how you value yourself when you get involved in real estate, which is such a physical reflection of our attitudes towards money that will show it to you and even at the time I met this guy this charming guy and in the end he, he, he will he needed a place to stay I let him move in with us for a while and and then like a couple of weeks turned into a couple of months until my wife was like he's got to go but in that meantime I, I actually got a credit card. I gave him an extra card. I said, look, we'll use this just for doing real estate stuff. Instead, he charged it up through the hill, charged it, used all kinds of things that, that, you know, he wasn't supposed to until I finally kicked him out, cut him off, cut off the credit card. So taken advantage of, my wife would say so violated over and over and over again. And even afterwards, even after I lost all this money in real estate, I started doing better, working with coaches. I paid some coaches. I'm not saying coaches aren't worth a lot of money. But even when I wanted to say no and stop working, they convinced me to keep working with them. And I started to pay them for the next year until finally I said no more. And then we stopped. And it's like money I threw away. Like I'm throwing away a piece of myself. Our habits around money, yes, they're learned. Yes. It has to do with the relationship to that internal side of ourselves. Ultimately, ultimately. Everything we do around money, it's around how we feel about ourselves. Do we feel valuable? Do we value ourselves? And when we're having challenges around money, it's all around challenges of self-esteem and self-worth. And that's what we need to look into. And that's what we need to change, and that's what will really make the difference. It's not about our investment strategy, it's not about you know how we choose to do things on a strategic point of view. It's on a very fundamental, energetic, unconscious point of view., oh, I see Patty on the YouTube live our financial planner has made our move to live in Arizona and retire. They're great security in our lives. We're able to contribute to our church, help out our daughter's families, for Habitat for Humanity in August. Wonderful, Patty. You see, even the choice to work with a financial planner, you see, even that shows how your relationship with money, your relationship with yourself, you see, because if we really value ourselves. We'll seek out professionals. We'll seek out the right people to help us to do better with our investments, with our our money management, with, with how we show up in the world. So again, I really want you to get this. Look into your own life. Look at the last five major choices you've had to make around money how did they turn out they good choices were they not so good choices how were you feeling about yourself at the time you made those choices you see i would hesitate to guess that when patty sort of made those choices around making working with a financial planner and retiring to arizona that she was probably feeling pretty good about herself she probably had worked hard most of her life and she felt like she deserved to have a good rest of her life how do you really feel about yourself about what you deserve do you deserve a good life do you really Really, truly feel that you deserve a good life, a supported life, a comfortable life, a thriving life, an overabundant life. You see, the more abundant we feel, the more abundant we will be. And there's no getting around it. There's no shortcuts. There's no quick fixes. It's really about diving in deep and really looking into our own heart and being truly honest with ourselves. How do we really feel about ourselves? How do we really feel about our choices, our decisions? All right. So it's time for me to take our last break. When we come back, I'll talk about what am I doing now? What am I doing to shift and change and create a better relationship with money? So please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. And we'll be right back to finish up our talk about how to change our relationship with money. In just a moment.
3: What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Aswell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern at Intangify, your business today.
1: Okay, so I want to go back to 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 Patty, our wonderful loyal listener, Patty, because she, she, she made this comment on the YouTube live. She said, we just didn't want to burden our adult daughters. We have living will and all properties in trust, a good feeling. You see, that, I, I get it, and that's a good thing. But this feeling of not wanting to burden someone else. I wonder if instead of being concerned about burdening your children, what if it could be about just the joy you feel by being able to support them in an in such an abundant way? What if instead of looking at it as, oh, we want to avoid' being in a position where they would have to take care of us we could be in the position of oh i'm so abundant life is so abundant i want to share this abundance with them not worrying about being a burden You see, we can only truly give properly from a place of overflow. When we fill up our own cup to the point where there is more than enough, then we're truly able to give joyfully. And so this is a real key. So how do we change our relationship with money? What am I doing to change my relationship with money? It really comes down to self-care. How good am I at taking care of myself? When I say taking care of myself, I mean taking care of myself mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. It means being better about what I eat, exercise, Rest, spaciousness in my life, connection with people, filling myself up. When we engage in the act of self-care, we are actually doing something very physical to tell our nervous system, to tell our unconscious, yes, I am valuable. I matter, I am worth it, I am worthy, and, and I, I feel my self-esteem. So it's kind of funny that to shift our relationship with money, the very things we need to do are the very things we need to do to take care of ourselves. self-care is one of the most important practices on numerous levels first on the physical level so that we can have a a healthy life on an emotional level so we feel good of of our, for ourselves and we're able to connect and be there for other people On a mental level because it's a way of programming our unconscious by engaging in a physical act that says i am worth it and on a spiritual and energetic level because we're saying to the universe i deserve a good life i deserve to take care of myself i deserve to be there for others i deserve to tap into this abundance that's all around us and there is abundance all around us you see people will look at the fact that there are inequalities around the world that there are people starving in other countries but the fact that there are people starving does not mean there's not an abundance of resources there is completely an abundance of resources i've heard it once said they did a report and it's like we could feed the world 10 times over the challenge is that there is a concentration of resources among a small handful of people instead of everything being distributed instead of everything being accessible to people all around the world regardless of their economic status and i have to tell you like i am a big believer that everybody everybody deserves at least the bare minimum food good food clean water shelter the basics and when we work on ourselves and we work on our self-value and self-worth then more abundance can flow to us. That's that's our work. If we're being taken care of on at least the most minimal basic level, then to get to true thriving, well, then that comes down to us. But we have to have at least the basics. And there's absolutely no good reason. I'm not saying there aren't reasons, but there are no good reasons why everybody in this world does not have decent food on their plate and clean water it's one of the reasons why i contribute to charity water because i just believe in their mission of bringing clean drinking water to the poorest areas in the world and if you haven't heard of the 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 organization charity water check it out you don't have to contribute a lot i don't contribute a lot because i don't have a lot of extra income at the moment but you know it's getting there But yes, supporting charities like Charity Water. And if you go to talkradio.nyc, you'll see the, the organization, that the charitable organization that, that the, the radio station supports as well. But there's an abundance of resources all around us. The only lack, the only scarcity we have is in our own imagination is on our own ability to use our creativity to figure out how to get all this to more people. And I truly believe one day we will. I truly believe that in the future, there is a, a world in which everyone, every single person will be taken care of, at least minimally, better than we're doing today. But ultimately, how much food, how much water, how much clothing, what kind of lifestyle we live, it all comes down to how we feel about ourselves. And look, I'm not saying we need to be extravagant or lavish. Sometimes we live in a a lavish lifestyle to make up for for the fact that we don't feel good about ourselves. When we truly feel good about ourselves, we don't need a lavish lifestyle. We may want to be comfortable. We may want nice things, but we don't have to go overboard. And we won't be destructive to the environment you see because if we truly value ourselves we will value our environment and our planet and we'll want to keep the planet in as good a shape as possible so that we can enjoy it for as long as possible and for generations to come and for our children and our grandchildren you know i just saw some articles saying there were a couple of days in july just 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 before just a couple of days ago with the hottest days on record look, we are screwing up this environment. Why? Because we are insane in a way that we disconnect ourselves to nature. We disconnect ourselves to what's truly valuable. Money isn't truly valuable. Money is merely a reflection. What's truly valuable is what's inside of us. What's truly valuable is our heart, our soul, our spirit, how we show up in the world, the energy that we exude when we're with people and with ourselves. Do I have a way to go with my relationship with money? Absolutely. I am not perfect. I am not the the the, have the absolute best relationship with money am i conscious am i aware of it (laughs) trust me my wife won't let me not be aware of it but (laughs) i i will continue to work on it and i will continue to do the things the practices the ceremonies the individual work to improve that and i just want to give an invitation an offer to those people listening If you feel that your relationship with money is not what it could be, and you want a guide, you want someone to help and support you in transmuting that relationship, please feel free to reach out to me. You can always email me at sam at theconsciousconsultant.com. You can go to my website, theconsciousconsultant.com. Reach out to me through the website as well. I'm here for you. This is what I do. I care. I care about you. I care about myself, my family, my wife, my partner, my community. I care about the world. I want everyone to have a better relationship with themselves because when we have a better relationship with ourselves, we have a better relationship to life. So I think I'll leave it there. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate you, my loyal listeners. Remember, if you missed any part of the show, you can... Always catch the replay on talkradio.nyc. If you have not yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, please go to youtube.com slash talking alternative. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Go to facebook.com slash talkradio.nyc. Like our Facebook page. Help us get the word out. Share this, this story, this recording. And remember, you can always find the Conscious Consultant Hour on all your favorite podcasting platforms. And and don't forget, we do this every Thursday live at talkradio.nyc at Thursdays noon Eastern Time. Thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget, later today, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, Frank Harrison and his show, Frank About Health. And tomorrow, Friday, we have our whole Friday slate of shows. And hey, we got a new show coming up on Friday, the 28th of July, The Hard Skills. Stay tuned to listen more. Go to talkradio.nyc, click on Join the Tribe button, get our newsletter. You'll start to hear about all of our future shows. It's only the first of many future new shows coming on board. Thank you all. Love you. We will talk to you all next week.
2: While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc.
3: What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Aswell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from startups to establish businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and intangify your business today.
1: Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness?